to the Tennessee clay. Mama always said that I would leave one day. One more time in the Tennessee clay. Daddy always said the road has its way. I'm wondering hard and back up on feet. I won't find anything in here. That was Handsome and the Humbles. My buddy Josh Smith is the front man for Handsome and the Humbles. And that's a song called Tennessee Clay. And we are going to get Josh on here one day soon, I promise. And we will get the 10 candidates for city council uh, on November 2nd. Hope you're having a good day. This is the Brian Hornback Podcast. This is episode 49. Hope you're having a good day. I'm going to talk about some things that have gone on last week. Uh, been I've been real busy uh professionally uh this week um and so um it's been difficult for me to get on here uh but um friday was an interesting day um uh, knoxville attorney gary prince who is at the tune of almost sixty thousand dollars of the taxpayer of the taxpayers money uh representing um sheriff tom spangler in an ongoing grievance hearing um had a hearing for about 45 minutes uh, on Friday. And that was interesting in the fact that um, he got on and put, um, pontificated about his thoughts. Uh, and then uh, the opposing counsel, which is John Valiant, uh, got up and um, kind of disputed what Gary Prince had said. And Gary Prince then got up and said he agreed with John Valiant. Hello. Anyway. Um, so if you look at a certain weekly publication, uh, and you can use that word weekly in two different connotations or at least two different connotations, you're going to see that, um, they are reporting that there will be a chance record hearing. I'm here to tell you right now on Sunday night, June the 26th, that that hearing is not going to happen. So. You know, the problem with print media is that, you know, they have deadlines of Thursday or Friday. And uh, when they go to hit the streets on Monday, they're out of date. So that's why you've got to listen to the Brian Hornback podcast and you've got to check out brianhornback.com on a daily basis. Uh, and so um, that hearing is not going to happen tomorrow uh, in the. Uh, Knox County Sheriff, Merritt Council, Martha Dooley case. That's not going to happen tomorrow. You can put it in the bank in the morning because the bank's not open today. So that's not going to happen. Not sure when that'll get rescheduled for, but that's in front of Chancellor Chris Haggerty, um, who is a good guy, um, good chancellor. 
And so um, we will see. We will live to fight another day on that issue. Uh, but Gary Prince got up and pontiff. Let me just tell you what my thoughts are. Gary Prince and I get along fine. I beat his brother in 2000 for the school board. His brother was an eight-year incumbent, uh, was vice chairman of the school board, and uh, I knocked doors and I beat him. Um, and so uh, he and I get along fine. Uh, he came up and told me some story about having followed Gina Oster in the room or in the building Friday and something fell out of her pocketbook and he handed it to me and I took it. And after the meeting on uh, Friday morning, 45 minutes, by the way, you can watch the entire 45 minute meeting on the Brian Hornback YouTube page. I posted it, every bit of it on brianhornback.com on the Brian Hornback YouTube page. Just go to brianhornback.com. It'll take you to the YouTube page. You can watch the entire Merit Council meeting. You can see Gary Prince's side. You can see John Valiant's side. You can see Gina Oster and Jim Jennings' side. You can see everybody's side on my YouTube page, all within 45 minutes. But anyway, he hands me this pen that supposedly came out of Gina Oster's pocketbook. Um, it was an Eddie Manis for Knoxville City Mayor pen. Uh, it was supposed to be funny. Ha, 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 ha. Because, uh, Eddie Manis lost for mayor and then he ran for state representative and he lost to Gina Oster or he won to Gina Oster. I'm sorry. Gina Oster lost to him. is what I was trying to say. And then, uh, so it was supposed to be ha ha funny. And so at the end of the meeting, I went up to Mr. Prince and I said, Mr. Prince, I appreciate the pen, but I'm not going to be your intermediary. That's key because in the, um lawsuit where the the county commission was found to have violated the sunshine law it said that the county commission was not allowed to have any intermediaries to um to work on their behalf and so he asked me to give it to west norris i gave it to west norris after telling him the story of how i obtained the the pen and then Mr. Prince then told Wes Norris, who works for the sheriff, to give it to the sheriff. So the sheriff has an Eddie Manis for Knoxville City Mayor pen. Full disclosure, it's out there. Okay, so uh, the meeting went r relatively well. Gina Oster did well. John, John Valiant did well. Gary Prince, and, and I told him early on to to quit being like Herb Monsieur. He was mispronouncing Miss Oster's name. He was trying to add an extra zero in front of her name. I explained to him that her name is spelled with one zero, not two zeros. Um, but he presented himself very Herb Monsieur way. Now, why is that important? That's important because back several years ago, Sheriff Tim Hutchison faced multiple lawsuits by Herb Monsieur, who represented Knox County Commissioner uh, Wanda Moody in suing the sheriff. And so I find it interesting that now we have Tom Spangler who uh, is using a similar tactic in attacking his merit council. And <clears throat> when you watch the meeting or when you read the brianhornback.com story from Friday, you will see that the merit council has cited 99.5% of the time uh, with the sheriff. Uh, the one time that they did not preside, the one time that they did not side with the sheriff 
is when his HR lady, Lisette Alves, I think that's how you say her last name, came to them and asked them to lower the age of corrections officers to 18. They didn't lower the age from 21 to 18. They lowered the age from 21 to 19. Okay, 19. And so they did side with them. But every other time, they have sided 100% of the time with the sheriff. That tells me that the Merit Council is 100% rubber stamp, 99.5% of the time, is a rubber stamp for the sheriff. So I don't understand what the sheriff's acts is to grind with the Merit Council other than the fact that he doesn't like them. He thinks that they're against uh, him. But they, but if you look at the facts, they are not against him. They're actually for him. Uh, they have done everything that he's asked them to do. Now, I'll tell you what was shocking to me is that I was on the Merit Council in the, in the late 90s until I got elected to the school board um, in early 2000. I got elected in March something of 2000 to the school board, and I took office uh, September 1st of 2000. Um, and so sometime between when I won the primary, might have even been when I won the general in August of 2000, uh, I then resigned from the merit council because I thought that was the right thing to do. Um, and so um, I was on the merit council when I was elected to the school board, and then I resigned after I got elected to the school board because I felt like it was time for someone else to have the opportunity to serve on the merit council, right? And so I did that. So much of the same is happening with Gina Oster have potentially running for county commission. Now, let me say in full disclosure, Gina Oster has been a friend of mine since 1999. We met at a community meeting at Farragut High School. James Corcoran, who is running against her for county commission, uh, is also a friend of mine since 2016 when he first ran against Steve Hall and Martin Daniel and some other guy. Uh, so <clears throat> I like them both. Uh, James Corcoran, I serve on the Republican State Executive Committee, man, and, and there's not somebody that I agree more with. Um, man, I probably ought to not say that. That would hurt James. Anyway, I agree with James more than I disagree with James uh, in, in our brief service so far on the uh, Tennessee Republican Party uh, State Executive Committee. And so James is a great, is a good guy. Gene is a great, good person. Okay, so I like them both. They're both running for the same position. And, you know, I hope they both consider advertising on BrianHornback.com. And, you know, I will not do anything to hurt either one of them because I like them both very, very much. But the facts of the matter are that this issue with the mayor council has nothing to do with county commission. It has everything to do with the operation of the sheriff's department. 422 officers have left. 422 officers have left since Tom Spangler has been sheriff. Now, does that mean that J.J. Jones can do a better job? Not necessarily. Um, but J.J. Jones has served for eight previous years before Tom Spangler. Here's the problem that I have. The problem I have is that Tom Spangler, everyone says he is not political. He's very political.
Tom Spangler is very political. Tom Spangler does not want me to explain to you why he is political. But he's political. He's as political as Jimmy J.J. Jones. He's political as anybody who holds public office today. I'm pausing for a reason. Tom Spangler is political. Doesn't make him a bad sheriff. Doesn't make him a bad public official. The fact of the matter is he is political. He has a different approach that people in Knox County have never seen before. He allows other people to speak on his behalf. In the past, Tim Hutchison has spoke on his behalf. Jimmy J.J. Jones has spoke on his behalf. Sherry Witt speaks on her behalf. Nick Pavlis speaks on his behalf. John Whitehead speaks on his behalf. Ed Shaw speaks on his behalf. County commissioners speak on their behalf. Tom Spangler does not. He is very much political. Do not allow the spin to allow that Tom Spangler is not political. He's very political. He has used the East Knox County community where I was raised and where I come from and where I learned everything about politics. He has allowed them to be his spokesman. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all wrong with that. It's different. It's different than anything we've ever seen before in Knox County. Nothing wrong with it. It's just different. But he is political. He's run his, his office political. That's why there's been 422 people leave since he took office as sheriff of Knox County. Anyway, that was the big news coming out of the out of uh, the week last week. Um, there will not be a hearing on Monday in Chancery Court. I'm not going to tell you why. It'll come out later if it's necessary to come out later, but it's going to be rescheduled. It's not going to happen Monday, so when you look at the <clears throat> papers tomorrow or any other entity tomorrow, you can just say, Brian Hornback told me it ain't happening today, and it ain't happening today. You can put it in the bank. Um, county Commission meets tomorrow. Shouldn't be shouldn't be too painful uh, because they are um, – their meeting lasted about 30 minutes last Monday, their workshop. And so it should be pretty painless. The school system, if you haven't already heard, of course, by the time you see this, it's going to have be all over everything. Uh, the school system is not going to have school tomorrow for students. For students, tomorrow being Monday, September the 27th, because apparently – when Judge Ronnie Greer made his decision on Friday that uh, everybody need to wear a mask on Monday, apparently two days later, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, happened on Friday, and then Friday night, Saturday, and all day Sunday, 
apparently the school system can't figure out what that means. It means put on a mask. I'm not for or against mask. I've said this repeatedly, repeatedly over the weekend on Facebook. I ain't for or against a mask, okay? What I what I know is that Judge Greer issued a temporary order that Knox County schools where um, that they go back to the mask order they had last year until he can hear the case. Now, look, I'm not a lawyer. I've never spent one day in a law class, period. But what I do know is when a federal judge issues an order, you better comply with it, period. Now, for about the next two minutes, let me vent just a little bit. When when Bud Armstrong ran against Joe Jarrett, the interim um, law director, Bud Armstrong said he knew Tennessee law. He knew Tennessee law. He knew Tennessee law. He knew Tennessee law. Apparently, his and he served eight years, and now he's running for chancellor, and that's fine. If he if he becomes chancellor, great. Bud's Bud and I talk. We're 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 okay with one another. And apparently. His replacement, but aren't but um, David Book, Bud Armstrong's replacement, David Book. Um, he ran against Kathy Quest Shanks. Now he didn't use that issue of I know Tennessee law, I know Tennessee law, I know Tennessee law. Um, but apparently, you should probably know something about federal law, especially when a federal judge like Ronnie Greer out of Greenville. It's going to issue you a uh, an order. You probably ought to know federal law. So I hope that our friend David Book and the North Carolina Law Director knows a little bit about federal law. At one time, Susan Crabtree and a couple of others in the in the law department had a good knowledge of federal law, federal law, federal law. And so I hope that they're researching federal law and not just Tennessee law, because uh, that's important and what's coming down the pike with Judge Ronnie Greer and his class act, the class action lawsuit. It's not just for four kids and four parents and four sets of parents. It's a class action suit for all the kids. And there'll be more about that later, but we're at 19 minutes and I want to finish out with something great and something good, which is my buddy, Josh Smith and the handsome and the humbles and finish up this Tennessee play.
Y'all have a great one. We'll have episode 50 coming up soon.